Galloway is a construction manager and consultant, commercial and residential builder, and a certified inspector for all commercial and residential buildings. And now, here is About the House with Troy Galloway. Hello, folks. Welcome back to About the House. This is your humble host, Troy Galloway. And uh, I wanted to, we are doing a fabulous show today. To actually, today is one of the shows that I think that's, well, we've done several of these types of shows uh, before. And we bounced around. And it is absolutely how you can save energy, money, uh, through uh, some, some things for free. And some things for absolutely for free. You know, there's tons of ways that we save on energy costs, and everybody's got a fancy way of doing it. And some of them we're going to touch base a little bit on. But really, a lot of us, we don't have that extra money, you know, to spend for saving energy costs. And, uh, yeah, I know saving energy is great for the environment. And, I, you know, I'm, all, I'm an outdoorsman. I love the environment, too, just as much as everybody else. But the truth of the matter is, is uh, every month when them bills come in, I'm not thinking of the environment. I'm thinking of how I can actually lower my energy costs. And as the bills keep going up and up and up, sometimes it's just really difficult. And so what we've done here, I've put together here today, which I'm really happy, I've been, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, is, uh, and it kind of goes along with some of our other shows, and we'll talk about that as we're going through the different, uh, different th stages here of the, of the show here today, because uh, we've done, we've gotten more in depth about some of these other items. But a lot of times folks, they're having trouble paying their bills, let alone paying, taking more money out to spend for upgrading, like for brand new windows, or you know some of you know some of these more expensive, which is great idea. But uh, honestly, there's some of these things should be done. We'll talk about as we go through a little bit further down the line. But these are just good old common sense ideas that we're going to do. And as we was laughing about it in the office here, as we was talking about this show, uh, a lot of this is just uh, so, you know, my old friends out there, my old country boy friends, they're going to be looking at this. They're going to just snicker, say, well, who don't know that? Well, you know, folks, there's a lot of people that don't have these, was never raised that way. They was always been fortunate enough that they never had to, uh, had to worry about these things. And now they're thrust into a position or a place that they have to. And we got a lot of younger people that they've never had to, thank goodness, they've never had to worry about it. But I'm from the generation that we literally had, in, well, we wish uh, gas shortages, things like that, that caused us a lot of grief, and uh, we had to improvise. And now, and now what we see in states like California and some of our West Coast states having these rolling brownouts and such. So, yeah, I think this is an absolute one of the better shows that we've been doing, and it's good for winter and summer. So, heck, let's jump right in here. And what I really wanted to do is start talking about sealing air leaks, sealing air leaks around your house. And we want to try to, we, we start doing that. Where is our biggest culprits for our air leakage at? Well, doors and windows. So what can we do to help save some money on that? And like I say, some of these are just going to be some really economical ways of saving. And some of these ideas they may look a little funky, but they're going to, they're going to save you a ton of money. But look here, let's jump right in here for you know windows here. Windows, for instance, here now you can get brand new sealant. Uh, you can see these different types of sealers that we have here, weather stripping, and uh, to go around your window. Same with the doors, and we talk about that the different types of weather stripping, the bubble seals, and such on other talks uh, shows that we've done in the past. So I default back to them and highly encourage you to pull them up because there's tons of great information. And uh, this is what the, that's what uh, construction consumer advocacy is all about: is educating the people out there so that they can maneuver through the world of construction and home ownership uh, as best as possible. Heck, that's why we wrote this book right here, how to, uh, how, how to hire a general, how to hire a building contractor. Folks, I'm, you know, I have a quick pitch on this book. If you liked this book, if you liked this show, and you'd like to get a free copy of this book, hit like and comment, you know, uh, like and subscribe to our radio channel here, uh, YouTube channels, and, and hit a comment down below, say, Troy, I'd like to have one of them books and uh, you automatically we'll get you, we'll get contact with you and get it sent. A book like this, if you're going to hire a contractor, could will save you. It could, really will save you 
thousands of dollars. And if you're a contractor and you follow this book, you can even actually make more money. So anyway, so much for the book and the constructive consumer advocacy. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some of that as we go along. But let's get back here to the weather stripping here. Sorry about the sidetrack, but uh, that was something that kind of needs to be brought up too. Anyway, so we got all this different kind of weather stripping, and it's really simple to put on. And you know, it, I, you know, S is actually something that if you kind of a do-it-yourselfer, or you're not a do-it-yourselfer, uh, maybe you're a single mother trying to, you know, feed her families. You heck, you and the kids can make this a Cub Scout project or something like that. Weather stripping, uh, doing things that which really, really helps. Well, so look at this. Here's some more of this weather stripping. Uh, so you can see just how simple it goes. And now this one here that they got has got an adhesive. You just literally take that and stick that right onto your jam and you put that around. So stand back, this is how I like to do it. If you can stand back from your door and you look around the perimeter of your door and if you see any daylight, you can just automatically, that's guaranteed, that's a ton of air sweeping coming through your house. Sucking the money, I mean, yeah, energy, but it's sucking the money right out of your house. What you know, it was a politician once said, you can hear the sucking sound. <laughs> anyway, same with that right there. So if you see any daylight, now there's other, same with windows too, if you see any wind, daylight around windows. Now you're gonna see probably more around your doors than you ever wear your windows, but windows really bad too. And we'll talk about that too a little bit, but your windows where you got your different sashes, you know, that raises up and down or opens up, you know, that's always a weak spot around the perimeters. But so if you see air, see any daylight, that's one way. Another way that you can do it, and it's kind of an old fashioned way. We used to, I know, back in the old days, we used to take a cigarette. Now, I don't recommend you to do that anymore, but we'd take a cigarette, we'd light it, and we'd just go around the perimeters of the doors uh, and around the windows, and you just see where that smoke is coming and just blowing out. If you start seeing it being blown back in, that shows you a weak spot. Now, I don't recommend that we use cigarette smoke because of the secondhand smoke and all that that goes along with you know, the problems of smoking. But here's another way you can do it. You can get the little smoke candles for that or just a regular cheap candle. And that's what I hide, but you gotta be careful with a light lit fire now because you know you don't wanna burn the curtains down or anything, but you just take that little flame around there and watch to see if it flickers. And that's a good way of finding it. And, and now you can go buy an expensive equipment, but why? You know, just use a little common sense. Uh, use something like that, that'll definitely, ooh, and if you're into Wicca, yeah, you can use one of them, what do you call them, sage or uh, bush brushes or something that they use to get rid of evil spirits. Maybe that might help, I don't know. Anyway, just an idea. Uh, I don't think anybody ever patent that, but anyway. <laughs> So let's see what we got here. We got it, and there's, so we got weather stripping, but there's other ways of doing it too. Uh, get into right around your around your perimeter of your house, and that is foam, spray foam. Now, folks, please remember this: on spray foam, you've got expandable, where when you spray it in there, it just continues to expand, and it's really great stuff, and it'll find all your crevices and things. But in tight areas like around your windows, if you use the expandable, which don't, uh, then that could literally cause the functionality of your windows and or your doors to cause you problems. So use non-expandable foam. And uh, that way, of course, that cannot be exposed to the elements, but you know, around the jams, well, let's just talk about that, like right around your jams. Look here, see how we're doing this one right here. Uh, we could put it right in between here. Uh, so as it cuts your air, uh, we can use, uh, some people use insulation. Insulation's great, but remember, insulation works in a manner of dead air space. So when you cram that insulation in it, you really, all you're doing is making an air blockage where this uh, foam insulation can will literally create a air blockage and a little bit of insulation. You can also caulk that too uh, around through here. And, uh, but caulking, has, especially when you get like this thicker stuff right in here, or like up in here, that caulking will shrink on you. And then over a course of time, you don't even realize it because you put your trim around it, you don't even, might not even see it. So that's why the foam is a great product for that, but it's a, it's a fabulous way of doing it. Um, also, we're gonna talk about some plastic around windows and such and, and, and bubble wrap. You're gonna, I'm gonna be talking about bubble wrap a lot because it is one of those items which 
you know, absolutely works fabulous for, uh, for insulation purposes. And what do we do with it? Besides us guys, we take a pop, the, you know, the, the air pockets, guilty. Uh, actually, we was always teased that it was a great Christmas present for the kids. <laughs> but anyway, so but that, because of the dead airspace, that works great. But uh, there's other ways now to cut that air infiltration down too. Now at your bottom of your door, if you see, say, Troy, I see air coming up underneath my bottom of my door where the threshold is. What do I do there? Well, if you see one of them thresholds with the screws in it, that can be adjusted. Uh, we talk about that on other shows, too. That can be adjusted up or down, and it's a seasonal thing. Uh, there's door sweeps that you could use and put that on it. But, you know, that all costs a little bit of money, too. Not much, and it takes a little bit more talent to put something like that on. But here's a good old-fashioned way. We did it all the time, and we call them door snakes. Now, I, this is the first thing I know. Door snake. No, no. No, this is not the kind of door snake we're talking about. I don't know why this nut's got a big smile on his face because I got a feeling if I had a snake like that crawling all over me, well, it wouldn't be, it would be happy face it'd be looking. <laughs> but no, this is what you want. Not a real one, but like this. This is a, well, okay, it's not a door snake. This is a doggy snake. But, you know, just something like this up and down through your door to keep that draft from coming into your house. Because that, that, and boy, that really helps a tremendous amount of, of blocking that in. Now, here's another one here. And this is one that you could literally make off, that you could try to make yourself. And uh, it's a different type of a door sweep. Really economical. You can use stuff like, oh, you know, you, uh, for a door sweep, you can uh, take that, that Oh, what was them called them noodles that they play with in swimming pools and cut that down and do the same thing like as you got right there and make it and what do them noodles cost you could probably get them for a dollar or something at the dollar store 50 cents something like that uh to save you a tremendous amount all that air coming in and out just cut all that down uh, a tremendous amount of air also too if you can't so if i don't have you know, honestly, I might not have enough 50 cents. I might not have that extra dollar. Well, then take a blanket or something and put along that edge of that door right there uh, where that air comes through. Folks, I remember I lived in a house years ago when it got really, really cold. And I imagine a lot of people watching this show has experienced the same thing, is that when that air comes through there and that cold air and it hits that warm inside air, it ice up. I have literally seen doors ice closed and where the ice built up so much around them, and aluminum windows was really bad about that, uh, where the condensation turns to ice with freeze and ice that up. So if you put like that up there, like a blanket or a, 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 even rags or something, that would definitely help you uh, and for saving money. Think about it, you know, if you can feel a breeze, you know, and, and we don't really care what it looks like, right? When, it, when we're cold, right, we want it to be warm and we want to save that money. So here's another great idea. And I said, I picked this up in a house that I was inspecting here oh, a year or so ago. And I thought, okay, you know, kind of look kind of funky, but it really was a great idea because they had massive air gaps around this door and they just hung a blanket up here, right? And see how that blanket's here? And I had to literally try to get two shots. I had to kind of move the blanket around for my pictures, but that helped tremendously. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, we'll talk about this in the windows a little bit further about how you want to make sure that their drapes or such are done. But this is a great way of helping save you a ton of money and it doesn't cost you anything. You probably already got an extra blanket or something. Anything you could throw up around there like that would help. But simple, something simple, right? All right. Okay, simple. Well, here you go. Tape. And you, they just right there where we talked about the seal, the, where the windows join together. Uh, here's another picture of it where the window, down here where the window meets the frame. You just take, just honestly, you just take some wide scotch tape, kind of plastic tape, clear through tape, and just tape around it. Now you can get to some store-bought stuff, or you can just use what you have. Yes, it's not, you're gonna take it off in the spring, but in the meantime, look at this, what you're saving. You're cutting down on that air drafts. 
you do that with a little bit of other types of treatment, and oh, you, you, it's going to—you'll be amazed how much. As, as the, and this goes for not just uh, wintertime; this goes for summertime too. So when you're trying to run that air conditioner, you know, Dad, think about that. Just, and I know it's just something simple, but absolutely. Oh, here we go. And you're going to hear me talk about this bubble wrap. Now take this bubble wrap here, and what do we do with bubble wrap this insulation? You know, it just this is what you get packing stuff. You know, we throw this stuff away. We throw buckets of this stuff away uh, when we do our uh, when we're actually doing these uh, um, wrapping our presents and our stuff uh, or giving it to the children to play with. A lot of fun. But so take that bubble wrap. What I'm going to tell you here now, take that bubble wrap and you take then put it on the edge on your glass. And so we, you, you don't have, you might not have insulated windows and maybe you do. It'll help either or, and because uh, insulated glass, just double pane glass is all that is with some, maybe sometimes our low E reflector and uh, argon gas. But you know, unless you've got an upgraded window, you just got a cheap window and you're trying to save a ton of money. You don't want that ice. Just take this bubble wrap, just cut it around and just stick it right to it. And it'll literally pretty much stick right to it. Now, if you have, if you start finding the edges starting to fall off a little bit and not get so tight, that's when you could take your scotch tape and just tape that right to the window. Folks, you will be shocked. See, insulation we talked about is dead air space is the best insulation value. So you take this double bubble wrap and all that's dead air inside of that, it's amazing how well that works. So think about that. That's a great idea. And you can find this stuff thrown away all over the place. So you can find it next to nothing, to nothing. Using window treatments. Well, what is a window treatment? Well, window treatments are your blinds. Now, there, we do sell insulated blinds, our curtains, and our both. And uh, so that's great. And I highly recommend you do get that, especially on big, expansive pieces of glass. But maybe you don't have that kind of money. Maybe you might, you know, I didn't throw a blanket up here like we did the door, but a blanket like right in here would do the same thing, uh, would help a lot if you don't have the curtains or the blinds. But what I want to talk about is curtains and blinds. What we have here, I want to see my blinds up at high. I want to see, so what I'm trying to, as high as I can above the window. And then if I can't get it to overlap the top of the window, I want to be able to put it so it's at least at the bottom and drag in the ground. Why? Because as we know, heat will chase the cold and it'll just suck that right out the energy out of your house. And it creates a thermal cycling effect where it sucks that cold air right up here. And then this hot air that you got up here because hot, the hot air is up high, it just literally makes a continuing thermal cycling. And it literally is a continuation of sucking the energy right out of your house. Folks, This don't you probably got these curtains or blinds up here right now, and that is definitely causing, costing you a ton of money. Now this window right here, I use this one to show you. See, you want it to be right here and down to here and on both sides here, so as you can just, and actually I would just kind of recommend hanging it just right on the inside of something like this, of the, of, if you have a frame like this. So as that, it just cuts all that thermal cycling and that affects it down. And we'll talk more about that, but you can even open it. So you say, okay, uh, well, I'm on my south side of my house and I want that beautiful warm sunlight coming through. Amen. I, we're going to talk about that later. I love it. Uh, so just remove that during the daytime, you know, so you can get that sun. But on your north windows and your west windows and windows that you're not being used, hey, seal them up. You know, especially in parts of the house that you don't even go into. And all that does is it's got a window just draw, draw, just taking your, your heat and your cooling right out of the house. It does the both same thing, heating and cooling. It sucks the energy right out. So put it in the bedrooms or your windows or that are not being used, whether that's your basement, your bedrooms, your office, wherever you might not be spending a lot of time. Think about that because that's going to help you a tremendous amount. And think and remember, remember, we want to make sure that we get the thermal cycling effect, this chimney effect is what it's called, and uh, take that taken care of and sealed. You block that one end off and you're not gonna create that chimney. It's like putting a finger on top of a straw 
you know, it, 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 that air might get into there, but it's not going to just draw it out like a magnet. So that's a great way and don't cost much of nothing. Now, insulate your attic. Insulating your attic is a fabulous, is absolutely something you need to do. And I've got a lot of radio shows out there we've done about insulation, the different types of insulation, what you're looking for in your insulation. And we'll maybe hit a little bit more of that at the end of the show. But right now, just think about that. Now, insulation, you say, well, Troy, insulation, that's going to cost me some money. I don't really have it. I thought this was a show. I thought this was a show about how to save money. You know, okay, now here's a tip. Take a moment, get a pen and paper, write this tip down, because this, 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 this tip can save you, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars in the long run. Here is your tip. Go to almost every municipal uh, 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 utility company or uh, rural utility company and our investor-owned utility company, whether it be gas or electric, they have programs out there. Now, there's other programs, government programs too, but they have programs to either offset the cost or for free if you hit the right you know, criteria. But even if it's, but they got a lot of them out there, you could be a multi-billionaire and still get discounts you know, for your insulation, and why not? Uh, and the reason they give this insulin, this value, honestly, they, these, 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 these power companies act like they're giving you this big old blessing. They're not, you know, and they are. There's no doubt you're getting a blessing from it. But the big thing is, is because in today's world, they're generating all the electricity they could possibly can. They don't try to build power plants to generate energy that they don't use or don't need. Well, now that we got more people, more power and such, we're kind of, as we all know, we're kind of running into some energy crunches and like AI, the brownouts in the West Coast. Uh, so what, what we're doing then for the end, and, and we could build new power plants, but a power plant's gonna take us years to get past all the bureaucracy that goes along with it and, uh, and all the EPA and all the other regulations. And I'm not gonna say the regulations are right or wrong, but they are overwhelming and they are, billions of dollars. And the problem is, as I know, I was in the energy. I was on a board of directors for one of the big uh, rural investor com uh, company, uh, electric companies here in town. And uh, so what we find is that we start to cut, we start building a power plant. And then all of a sudden that we, I know I'm getting sidetracked here, but we start building this power plant. And before it's even done, they got new regulations. And all of a sudden now the new regulations, we got to pick that up before we can actually close on a deal. It's insane folks. So it's cheaper. It's literally cheaper for the power companies to just take their profits and give it to you for helping you. And that goes with, well, that's gonna go with furnaces, AC units, uh, uh, windows, uh, upgrades, a lot of that, insulation. But insulation is a bit, one of the biggest bangs for your buck. Now here's one that you can do yourself. And I, that's why I push this one here. This uses blow in this insulation. Now you can get these machines that blow this in uh, at, at Home Depot or Lowe's or Menards, one of these big box stores or uh, rental places. And then you get the big bags and you, you know, just might have to have your wife or your boys or your children help you, you know, one dumping it in and one spraying it around. A lot of fun. I've done it a lot of times. I know big boy toys, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, you can help offset the cost with the cost of the insulation and offset it again by you doing the work. Here's another one here that we got. And of course, we all see the, uh, you know, of course, the Pink Panther was the pink stuff. And, and this is this the brands. Hey, yellow, pink, whatever color is irrelevant. It's the R factor. We talk about that in other shows. But see how simple this is. We just roll this down. Now, I am kind of curious why this guy's actually in house slippers up there, you know, up in uh, doing this here attic insulation, each to his own. Uh, don't look very safe to me. Sure don't look OSHA approved, but never... <laughs> but at least he's got his mask and his hard hat on. Um, what the heck's going to fall on his head up there? I guess bird nest or something. <laughs> I don't take the pictures, folks. I just copy them. Uh, but anyway, so that's a great way of doing it right there uh, and how, how to offset it. Now you say, okay, well, maybe I don't have these kind of programs where I'm at or I just don't know how to do it. Well, here you go. Packing peanuts. We throw these things away. 
and there, you know, kind of, it, and there's tons of these. When we actually, we get them on our Christmas presents, we get them in our Amazon deliveries, we get them for all kinds of things. And just save your packing peanuts, and any place that you got that you need to really add some little bit of more insulation, put some of that into it. Now, it's not the best, but it's not going to burn your house down. It is safe. Animals aren't going to eat it. Uh, and if it's free, you're recycling it and you're actually doing twofold for you're doing a great thing for yourself and for the environment. Packing peanuts. Bet you never thought of that. Country boys do. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Insulate your water heater and pipes. All right. Now, let's talk about that. Water heater. Now, they're just simply a water. We've all seen these blankets, you know, they put around it. And here's another insulator. There's two different types here, you know, the reflective one versus the other one. Honestly, I don't know that I have uh, a dog in this fight, which one's better. Uh, uh, but, you know, just check your R value. That would be your biggest bang for your buck. And I think that maybe a reflective one, I might use the reflective one more in areas such as, you know, uh, uh, that it's got extreme elements around it that maybe I might want to reflect that away from it. But, the, you know, honestly, it really does, it helps. Now, your hot water heater already is an insulated tank inside of a tank. So, you know, all you're doing is helping, adding a little bit more to it. Unless you get this insulation blanket, and a lot of our government programs and uh, utility companies almost just give these things away if they don't. A lot of times they do, you know, contact them and get it for free. But I wouldn't spend a whole lot of money on my insulating my blanket or my hot water heater if I live in the Midwest or the South. Or, you know, but if I live up in the northern climates, you can't do enough to help save money up there. I mean, or, you know, if we got a hot water heater, you know, heck of a hot water heater, if you're down south and it gets too hot, what are you doing? You're saving money anyway, so what the heck, you know, you're, you're not trying to keep that. So think about that. All right, so water heater pipes. But these are really cheaper than the noodles and they work really well. And you, these can actually be used also for a door sweep. You know, you just cut, see it's already got this open and slit into them, so you can slide that up under your door. Hey, what a great idea, you know, and they don't cost hardly next to nothing. Uh, and what they save is a tremendous amount of money. Uh, and you, now, we only put it on our hot water, okay, if we're not trying to keep our pipes from, uh, from freezing, and we're only trying, and, and, but if we are trying to keep our pipes freezing, we'd put heat tape on it, and then we'd put this wrap around it right there, okay? But... If you're just trying to keep, most of the time what we use is on our hot water. By the time I come up out of here, you know, out of my hot water heater, and then I take it to the other end of the house, well, every, every time that sits into that, you, you know, because you, you turn your hot water on, your hot water gets drawn up out of your tank to your faucet. And then I turn the hot water off because I'm done, right? But I have all that hot water, that money I've already spent to heat this water up that's still sitting in the pipe. And that's what I want to, because I've, and then that turns off, if I don't keep it insulated as long as possible, then that turns cold. So my money, okay, it's already lost because it's just sitting there. And then I have to run all that water out to get the hot water come back in and then the repeating of the process over and over again. So really folks, this is a great way of saving money for uh, your hot water pipes. And especially if you got any long lengths of, uh, at all. I, I highly recommend it. And for the bang for your buck, you, know, you can't beat it. Now, if you have other, you know, if you don't have the money to do this, you know, you can use all kinds of different types of insulation. You know, bubble wrap would even help, you know, would actually work. Just take a little bubble wrap or wrap around it, tape it around uh, with a little bit of duct tape or scotch tape or something, anything to help cut that off. That'll help you, help you tremendously. You will really be tickled that you... Uh, did that. And you'll be able to tell really quick. All right. Now, here's one that's really not so much as uh, if, if you're broke and you don't have a lot of money, but install a th uh, programmable thermostat. I like the programmable thermostats. Sometimes we can get too elaborate with them and they get rather expensive. And you know, unless you're a, a, a computer nerd, some of these here, I, as older folks, we can't even figure the silly things out. So if you do get one, get one that's something that's user-friendly for your uh, knowledge of technology. But if you, most of the time, if you're broke, you don't have that kind of money anyway to buy something like that. 
there again, the different programs that we have out there through the government and our utilities will definitely help you with that. And if you'd like to know more about this and different programs that are out there, hey, hit like, hit like and subscribe and then come down in the comment section. Reach out to me and ask me, and I'd be happy to talk to you about it, help direct you where you might go to your municipality or where your power company is at to help you find the right programs. And we also, through the Construction Home Advocacy Institute, we have a list of different government programs that you can, once if you subscribe to our, uh, and right now subscriptions for free, as we're trying to get as many people getting involved and getting it started uh, as possible. But we'll give you the list of different government programs and where to go to and reach out. That'll help you tremendously. So anyway, you want to make sure that our thermostats, and here's a couple of simple ones that you, I like. Honeywell's, I'm not pushing Honeywell. Just happens to be of the, uh, the uh, stock tray uh, pictures that we got. But they're simple to use. Uh, they're really good. They've been around. Honeywell's been around, well, longer than I think I have been. I remember Honeywell on thermostats as long as I can remember. So I don't know, but they're easy to work. They're dependable. They last a long time. And you can buy some of them for as cheap as $29. How do I know? I just got one last weekend. As a matter of fact, it was, my furnace is being worked on today. So I'm sitting here, we're helping you folks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Maintaining your heating and cooling systems. All right, well, what does that really mean, maintaining them? Uh, well, there's a lot of things here that we could do to maintain them. And uh, for instance, on our, hot, our air conditioners, when it's cooling season, roosh these off. Make sure you don't have any grass cuttings or dirt on them, you know, because that, like, you know, they're, they're kind of like a magnet. They will suck that dirt and that dust right up into it. And so we want to make sure you keep it clean so it breathes easy. Keep the brush and trees away from it so it can get a ventilation. Uh, down here in the basement, you know, you might want to get it serviced, uh, have somebody check your, your furnace out once a year if you can do that. If you can't do that, go inside of it, open it up, and see if you see any kind of uh, moisture issues or rusting or anything like that that might cause you an alarm. Of course, you already know without me saying that, but I'm just gonna say it one more time because it's that important. Check, make sure the filters are clean. Uh, keep them filters replaced all the time because what that's doing is it's keeping them for, yes, it does. It keeps the uh, dirt and stuff from recycling back into the house, you know, and you don't want that, but it also, that dirt builds up and then it kind of, you know, actually then it keeps the uh, air from flowing and your, your, your furnace as such has to run twice as hard, has to run twice as long, twice as long means it's costing you twice as much. So think about that. So and we get make sure we take care of that. Now we're going to talk about sealing and insulating the ductwork, and we kind of see some of that right here. Now, folks, this is a great idea, and uh, to seal and insulate all our ductwork. So we, because you know, once again, that air that we're talking about, we want to keep it as pristine as possible from the origin, the source origin, from the furnace or the air conditioner to the vent that it's coming out of, and. If especially, especially, especially when we have ductwork that's up in attics, what we call them a non-conditioned area. A non-conditioned area, as you probably know from you folks who've been watching our show for a long time, is an area that's not either heated nor cooled. Like an attic uh, is a perfect example. You know, if it's like zero outside, you want your air condition, you know, your attic to be, you know, is, you don't want your attic to be the same temperature as your house. So you want to make sure that that insulated self so, uh, save you a ton of money and it's really easy, really cheap. We see, we got some ideas here how to do that. And here you go. Here's a great one. Now, this is just a simple aluminum wrap. Now, this is a professional done job. You don't have to get it professional. You can do whatever, all kinds of ideas on how to do this, but uh, that you can do. But anything to help keep that up. Folks, even if you don't have the money to, and you got this non-conditioned area where this duct, this duct work's going through, just go, I'm just, I'm, I'm not kidding. Just go, if you find some old jackets, some old clothes, uh, some old rags, and just kind of just wrap that with a little bit of tape, just anything to help insulate that. Because that old bare metal, it's definitely, I mean, it's just, let, it, it's not, it has no insulating value. As a matter of fact, it just, uh, just conducts energy right through it on purpose. So definitely you want to make sure you get them wrapped. 
with whatever you can wrap it with. Now, here's a going into a different world here than we have been doing. But honestly, this will help you save a lot of money, maybe not on your heating and cooling cost, is energy efficient lighting. But it'll definitely save you money on your energy bill, right? Maybe not your heating, but because we want to get rid of our old incandescent lights. And most of we don't have many incandescent light bulbs left anyway, but there's still a few out there. Uh, Neo-incandescent light bulbs, they produced a lot of heat, uh, which is not good for, I've got an environment, I'm trying to keep areas cool. Uh, they are good for maybe the other areas, but there also could be a fire hazard if something's too close to it and you've got too hot a bulb. Uh, so incandescent bulbs, if you can, just would you replace them, that'd be a great time to replace them with an LED. LEDs are the way, as we speak, LEDs are the best way to go. Now we got them squirrely bulbs and uh, that you see, in, and they was promoted as energy saving bulbs. They was never energy saving bulbs. This is just one of the government cons that they perpetrated upon us. I remember when I was wanting at board of, with the uh, energy company and they told us we had, they, you know, they made us give these crazy bulbs out. You know, I'm talking about the squirrely ones. I should have taken a picture of it here, but, uh, and I don't have a picture of it, but uh, what they're full of mercury and they're hazardous waste. And if they break, that mercury can hurt, your, or hurt and or kill your uh, pets. Uh, definitely give your children brain damage. And it even if you read the fine print, it tells you how to dispose of it. It's also a halogen, it's also a fluorescent bulb. And that means that if you turn it on and leave it on for long periods of time, that'll help you save some money, like all fluorescent bulbs do. But it takes a while for that ballast to heat up. That's why on them type of light bulbs that you have is it'll take a while for them to heat up. So no, none of them hide, uh, none of them type bulbs. Just d d as a matter of fact, get them out of your house, throw them away. So these come, oh, here we go. I got a picture of one right here. This is one of them squirrely bulbs right here. Yeah, well that, that is definitely, that is a no-no. And right here is the ballast right here. See that, that's what we was talking about, the ballast. So this, and here's my incandescent bulb. And, and oh, so I guess we, what we're showing here is a, a stage. We started with candles, okay? Ooh, I wanna talk about that. We started with candles, went to incandescent, then we're here with these, and now we're over here with LEDs, and uh, which, is, which is really, really great. And LEDs last for a long, long time. Now, I want to remember this for a second. So we got the different bulbs now. And if you notice that we, with the new LEDs, they come in different light spectrums. So a little quick history on, on lighting. And uh, hey, if you want to know more about lighting, I had a Fabulous show with a lighting engineer out of Colorado. Go back, check it out. We did it a few months ago. Tremendous show. He's really popular. As a matter of fact, he, I've gotten him involved in doing some work for some big, big projects here in uh, the Midwest. And, and he is just, he's just well-loved and the show has been well-received. But anyway, real quick history, a little bit about lights. So years ago, naturally, we started off with candles. Well, we all know that the candle glow is really nice, but it definitely, you know, has a, a, a golden type of yellowish hue. So when they just built this incandescent bulb, they was trying to emulate the, the light spectrum of a candle. That was kind of the idea because people, even today, people still are so used to having that hue that that's what they want in their lights. So when we kind of advanced up, we kind of grew until where now we got these different spectrums. We can have, uh, I call it the red light spectrum, the white light, we got grow light spectrum. I mean, so we talk about that, go to the radio show, listen to that. We're gonna have them come back on uh, and uh, talk more about that with Doug on uh, electrical or lighting engineering. But boy, I tell you what, they really do make a huge difference. Uh, and attitude, energy savings, it just goes on and on. LED, way to go, right? All right, now, Move on to the next one. What do we got here? Well, use energy efficient appliances. I'm broke, Troy. What do you mean energy efficient appliances? Well, there's not a lot I can help you with that, uh, with your energy efficient appliances, but I am gonna give you a little tip. <clears throat> when it's cold and you're trying to heat your house and you're, try and you're trying to keep your, and your health 
purposes at the same time. Just get a bucket of water, a pot of water, put it on your stove. We've been doing this forever, especially as wood burners, you know, where we just actually make our, our just dries our air out. And you get that boiling pot of water and that moisture then is, adds to the home and it makes you feel warmer. Even though you could say 68 dry versus 68 humid, uh, it makes a huge difference. You'd have to feel, you'd feel cold 68 degrees dry versus 68 degrees uh, humid, you could you'll feel like maybe stuffy. Uh, and all of us that ever lived down south or lived in the humid zones, we all know how that works, you know, how humidity just is overbearing in the summertime. Well, air conditioners are dehumidifiers. So that idea is just so it takes the moisture. Just to prove how it works, de 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 air conditioners are glorified dehumidifiers and they do, you know, they remove the heat, but this, so they, by getting that moisture out of your house during the summertime helps you keep cooler. Well, naturally, if you're doing that with uh, summertime, then it works just the opposite of wintertime, right? So you can save money. Now, how would you know that's, but if you're going to get new appliances, try to get them upgraded to our energy efficient appliances. And how will you know if it's energy efficient? Well, the government has got this energy gold star here, energy star, and this is the emblem, and be looking for that emblem. And when you do there, once again, we got different programs through our, our energy, our power companies, uh, even maybe some programs are still left out there or will be put back into it anytime through our government programs, state programs, federal programs, county programs. Uh, like I said, just contact us and we'll give you a list of government people to check with. But this is a great way. This is how you know that it's actually energy conservation. And, and if you're trying to build a greenhouse, I mean, a home for green living energy, not a hot house, but a, you know, a green energy home, uh, you would want all your energy appliances to be energy rated. And so, especially if you're all solar, especially if you're all solar or windmill, because you're going to be so dependent on not using it anymore and you have to because you don't want you know you're making your own source you're being self-reliant well here's another one here that i think a lot of people never even think about but us country folks have been thinking about this forever and that's the plant trees and shrubs around your home and so like right here let's look here now this is they got these beautiful roses and that's all really pretty uh but actually it's creating a sunscreen for the heat of the summer, you know, so as that they're not getting this heat blast up against the house and it's creating a nice, not just only a beautiful spot, but it's also creating a cooler spot. So the house stays a little cooler, uh, which is fabulous. Now, of course, during the wintertime, you know, this all dies off and then you get the heat that you so desperately want and need. Now, here's a good old country house right here and you show how they've got some trees. Now, I love the apple tree here. Uh, I don't think that's really going to help you much, but it'll keep doctors away, right? Uh, yeah, but look here, uh, we got the trees on this side of the house, and it's like on your southern exposure, you know, you want, and uh, south, southern or western exposure, because uh, if you put it on that side of your home, that's going to keep the storms from coming through, uh, air blockage is going to, you know, it's going to help for any kind of wind issues, uh, sun issues from overheating your house. And then, of course, naturally, like I said, in the wintertime, all the, uh, you know, if it's, uh, the tree leaves and everything drop and there you are, you know, you know, you got all this wonderful free heat, uh, which we're going to talk about that a little bit more too, uh, using free heat. But uh, that's a great way of doing it. It's more for homeowners than it is for renters. Uh, but it's just, a, just think about it. If any way possible that you could do something like that, it would definitely help you. Here you go. Seal your fireplace and chimney. Now, what does that mean? Well, now my chimney, uh, we got a damper up in here. And in all fireplaces and wood stoves all have a little damper. Now, you'll know if that damper is open or closed. Because if you burn a fire in that stove and that damper's closed, that little valve that goes right up inside, I tried to get a good picture of it, but I couldn't find a good picture to share with everybody. But uh, you take out that damper, and uh, you, if you leave that open, remember that chimney effect? Remember, we're going all the way back to the very beginning where we was talking about uh, the, the curtains, right? The chimney effect, where it just sucks that heat right out of your house. Now, here's a great tip. Wintertime we keep that shut, that damper shut, 
And right down in here, you always got a little bit of a lot of these. Now this is a high energy efficient one here, uh, but on our uh, most of our fireplaces that burn actual wood or something, what we have is venting right here. And that fresh air comes into here. Shut them vents off too. Any vents that you have on that fireplace in the winter time, when not in used, shut it. Keep them closed. Stop that vacuuming, that vacuum effect, sucking that heat right out. Ah, but here's a fabulous idea for summertime. If that works out of way and sucks the heat out, well, how about I just open up my dampers in the winter, summertime, open up them vents, let that heat go up there, suck that naturally right out of the house, pull that heat out. Doesn't cost you a dime. Uh, it's good for everything or your, your service. It's good for your fireplace. It's also really great for your fireplace because a lot of times we keep them dampers closed during the summertime, birds make nests in there. We don't realize that. And then come uh, spring time, summer, winter time, we got these birds in there stuck, nurse stuck in there. We can't get them out. We got, now we got to get a chimney sweep over there. So if you leave that open during the summertime, your birds, they will not be able to make them nest in there. Uh, be uncomfortable for one. And if they do fall through, they're going to fall into your house, right? And then you just turn around and uh, let them out. Now, right down here, these right here, now, this is more for my masonry, not my precast or my freestanding uh, fireplaces. Uh, this is for more for our masonry fireplaces. But make sure that these doors are staying shut. Now, these are normally below my fireplace, uh, like either outside uh, on, the on my chimney or it's downstairs in the basement, either or, depending if you got a basement or not. Make sure they stay shut, sealed. Uh, they're, ju they're just for clean out anyway. So you want to make sure that's taken care of because they will definitely just let that cold air. You do not, you're not trying to, you're not trying to lose it. You're trying to keep your energy unless it's summertime. And of course the other energy, uh, the, the, the non-desirable. Ah, all right. Now here you go. And I love this one. Here's a great one. Here's a great one. And oh, and it's so cheap. Do you insulate your outlets and switches? Okay. What does that mean? How do you insulate them? Well, it's a great ants question. So right here, you get these foam rubber gaskets right here and you can just, uh, just cheap foam. Now, if you can't, really, you can buy for like two or three bucks. Folks, if you, for two or three dollars, you put these around there and it's gonna just cut your, I mean, it's, you're gonna cut that cost down tremendous because nobody can actually get insulated around them outlet boxes or anything as tight as snug and as, as we'd like to get so that and if you if you question me which i hope you do i hope you go over there and do that little candle test or smoke test and watch on a cold winter day and just put your hand in front of the outlet just feel it with your bare hand you know uh, and see you can feel the cold so when you put these around it that takes care of the perimeter right of my, uh, of my outlets and my switches. But then for my outlets, these children's safety plugs, stick them into your house, into your outlets. Because even if you got this all insulated right up in through here, it's still letting, you can still feel cold air coming through here. And, uh, and I highly recommend them. They literally will save you a tremendous amount of money. They're next to nothing. And if you got children, they might just save your children. Of course, back in my day, you know, I don't know, I guess we were just too dumb to stick our tongues into it when but children today, I guess I feel like they have to do that. So we come up with these. Well, I don't know, each to his own about that. But I will say that I use them. I don't have children and they save me a tremendous amount of money. And normally what I'll put them in is all outlets, all out, I put the foam everywhere and every outlet. But these plugs, I might not use on everyone. I put them on my all my northern and uh, exposed area, my uh, eastern exposed area, areas that I cannot, you know, that are colder areas to my house. Also, I every outlet that I have, like in bedrooms or something. Now, this is on exterior walls now, not on interior. Okay, want to make sure you all know that. Exterior walls. We talk about these, using them on interior walls. But that's a different subject for a different purpose. This is for energy savings, just on exterior walls. So I got a bedrooms and I got rooms that I'm no longer, I'm not real, don't use regularly. Stick them in there because you know you don't really pull the power very often. But in areas that I have to get in and out of strictly, what I'll just I'll just put the I just leave it unexposed, you know. Because once I got something plugged into it, like my TV set 
or stereo or a computer, that there pretty much blocks it off in and of itself, right? So that takes care of that. But this is a great idea, and man, we're talking nickels and dimes for that. So, so you, it's, a, it's crazy not to. All right, insulate windows and storm, storm windows and doors. You know, we don't see a lot of storm windows anymore, and they're mostly on the older houses. Uh, so that don't really help us a lot, but we, but we do have still some out there. We still got a lot of old metal windows out there. Now this is just using plastic. Just get some simple plastic. Well, folks, we used to do it all the time. I remember my daddy when he was, I was just a little boy out there and he would go out there and he'd hang them storm windows on because he had them in the old days. You had to put your store, hang your storm in the wintertime, take it off and store it in the back room in the summertime. And uh, then dad would put the plastic on the inside of the window to keep any of the air from coming through, even on top of that. Worked tremendous. Now, and plastic is really, really cheap. There I'm talking about the bubble wrap again. Stick that bubble wrap up there and use that. Now, either both of them do cut down on a little bit of your visibility of looking outside, but at least put it on every single window that you don't need to be nosy and checking out what's happening on the outside. If you maybe wanted them kind of Pierre Karen and you just got to watch what the neighbors are doing, well, you just leave your front window so you can just spy on your neighbors and the rest of them then take care of it. But if you're not a Karen, wrap it all up, what the heck, you know, you should be pulling in blinds anyway to help save money. But you pull in blinds, you put this plastic, you put this tape, you do these cheap things like this, you are going to put money in your pocket, not the energy company's pocket. They don't need any more of your money. They get plenty of tax breaks anyway from the government. We're not here to help them. And storm doors. Now we do see a lot of storm doors out there. And you can still get storm doors for 100, 125, 150 bucks, uh, cheaper ones. And of course, they go all the way up to, well, I don't really know. I guess there's no end to how much you can spend on a storm door. But they're real easy to install. And if you've got any kind of handyman uh, skills at all, they're easy to do uh, and to install. Uh, but that's a great way of doing it. And they do honestly help a tremendous amount. So think about that. You know, uh, grant you, you might not save $100 the first year, but in a couple of years, you're going to easily save your money, put money in your pocket. You've already put your weather stripping around your door. You've already put your, remember your door snake, not, 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 the, not the one that boy had wrapped around his body. What a nut. Uh, but anyway, that, yeah, but, and you put that storm door on it, man, you're tightening up this house tight. You're, do, you're really great. So here's another one here now, using caulking or foam to seal around your foundation cracks. This is just foam board. You can get this foam board pretty much cheap. It's not free, but it's pretty much, it's pretty cheap. It's, it doesn't cost a whole lot. Here we got a little bit of a rain shield up on top of that, which is great. Uh, but caulk around all your openings, like right in through here. Anytime I can put a little bit of border insulation around that, that's definitely is a great idea. But anything you could do, go around your home, any kind, you know, when I do a home inspection, it's boiler print on all mine, did all see all cracks and crevices to be cut or caulked and sealed. Uh, and especially if I, if somebody, if, and, and uh, folks, if somebody puts on you your building inspection that you need to cock around your windows, cock around your windows. Cause if you don't and moisture gets in behind there, which is just, that's another animal here, but I got to get onto this. It literally cause your windows to crack could literally break them because of that moisture moving down in there, freezing and thawing, inside, behind your walls, in between your walls. That's how cold it gets in between it. That's why we're trying to stop that cold and that heat going back and forth. So just caulk around that. Caulking is, is cheap. You know, you don't have to get that $10 tube. You might get a $2 tube. You might have to do it more every few years, more than the $10 tube. But anything helps, it, I mean, if, if you got to, heck fire. I've even seen, I know you're going to laugh at me, but on some of my stupid contractor awards, now, if it's a contractor that does it, he's a stupid contractor. But if it's you and you're trying to uh, stop that air infiltration, heck, I even got pictures of people putting underwear in them and socks in them, you know, I, I make sure they're clean socks, clean underwear, you know, ew, ew. but nevertheless, you know, you know I'm just teasing. Uh, well, no, I'm not teasing. Make them, make them clean. But anyway, put that around it. Anything to stop that air infiltration. Just remember, that is our, that is our enemy, air infiltration. 
and that chimney effect. If you remember, if you don't remember anything else in this whole show, in this whole presentation, it is stopping the chimney effect as much as you can, stopping all infiltration. Before you run out and buy brand new windows and brand new doors and spending all this money, do these little things like that right there. Uh, stop that air from coming in. That's gonna, that's gonna save you much, much, much more money, more quickly and efficiently than the rest. Then get your windows, then get your doors, then get your insulated siding and roofing and such. Now, here's a good old fashioned way. And I think, I don't know, I, when I first looked at this, I thought everybody did it, but to come to find out, I not, it's rare that they do. On them cold, cold days, just close off the unreal, or hot days, same thing. Uh, close off the unused rooms. We all got rooms we don't use all the time. Shut them. We don't have to. You know, like the wife and I, it's just the two of us. We got a three-bedroom home. I don't have to have all three bedrooms open. Uh, we can just shut. We only need one bedroom, and I usually keep it closed anyway. So as that I keep the, because I like a cooler bedroom. But I'm not spending all that extra heat into that, uh, and I'm not costing me all this money. That, and, you know, look how much, you know, like this beautiful room right here. You could easily hunker down inside this room and shut these other rooms off. Man, if you can't make yourself at home in such a beautiful place like this and uh, have to leave them bedroom windows or them uh, office or storage areas or, or uh, air, uh, open when you're not being used, then, uh, then you're just too dead spoiled. That's all I can say about that. You know, and, and bedrooms are a great place that we can shut off because uh, that's just one of them areas that we don't use unless we have children. And then naturally, during children, we want to keep our bedroom doors open uh, so we can watch what our children are doing, right? But other than that, most of us, you know, that's we don't even need that. Uh, so there, think about that, shutting them unused rooms off. Now, what's it cost you? Nothing. What could it save you? Big dollars, big dollars. All right, now here you go. Let's move on to the next one because I think that's a kind of a common sense one. Sealing and insulating the garage, all right? Now, what does that mean? Well, the first one is our garage doors. And garage doors, we got a seal right here. It's called a bubble seal. Make sure that's you got a good bubble seal on there. Uh, then this, now this is store-bought insulation. Uh, and what we do, you can do this now with either store-bought or buy insulated garage doors. But this shows about how to do it cheap, how to save money. So you could put, folks, I've seen people just use cardboard, just sticking cardboard inside of the openings right here, that, just several layers of cardboard. That actually helps. Believe it or not, that helps a lot. Because remember we talked about that ductwork and how metal is such a good conductor, a conductor of energy? Well, same here. Uh, and uh, you know, that helps a tremendous amount. Just putting that, now, bubble wrap was another great idea to use. Uh, maybe you want to do a bubble wrap and uh, cardboard, maybe a combination. Hey, take your tape, tape it up there. Anything that we're trying to stop that, uh, that conduction, conduction of energy through is a fabulous way of doing it. Then a garage. Now, I, of course, us, us guys, we love our garages and uh, we love to have a nice, you know, I, I insulated my garage and, uh, and our garage literally uh, and it just, I just had extra insulation, didn't cost much. I threw it up there myself, didn't make sure, I didn't worry about it being fancy or anything because I had no intentions of heating the garage. Well, I just was doing it because I was trying to make a thermal barrier between the exterior because, uh, and my house through the garage. Well, folks, now, believe it or not, I could keep my equipment and stuff inside of my garage and no, I've been down to below zero and still not froze inside that garage still did not get below 30 degrees with no heat, except for the appliances, the deep freeze that was out there that was running. So this is a fabulous way, if indeed that you have that opportunity. All right, so let's just move on down here. And what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna do some bonus, some just quick, easy bonus uh, ideas. And to check your insulation, you know, this is always a great thing. Check, if you say, if you look up in your attic, if you see your insulation really dirty looking, what that's telling you is you got some major air, air filtration that's coming from the outside, sucking up the dirt right up inside of your attic. That's what that is. And once them at your insulation gets all dirty like that, 
then it loses its R value. You might think you got this high R value and you don't because it's so filthy. Well, first thing I say, get downstairs, get outside, get that sealed up. You know, make sure your insulation is a good place. Make sure it's all installed right. Make sure it's none of it hanging. Uh, make sure none of it's falling off. It's definitely going to save you a lot of money and it doesn't cost you nothing except your time. Use natural ventilation. We talked about that a little bit, about using the sun. Now use natural ventilation. Take advantage of the natural uh, opening of windows and ceilings and ceiling fans, uh, which we didn't talk about that. The ceiling fans cost a little bit of money, but if you got them, that's a great way of saving money. Uh, but so on my south side during the winter, summertime, I want them windows uh, open. I want my sun to light to come in. My sun's lower in the sky. It's coming inside my house. It's heating my house. People with passive solar energy love this concept. I know I do. My house is a passive solar heated. Helps tremendously. But now, just the opposite in the summertime. I got my windows and everything shut on the wintertime on my north and my and the east and, and west areas where I'm wanting to keep that, you know, I want to save my energy. But now in the summertime, I want to block off where my, well, still my west as much as possible because that western sun. But you try to block off my sun and then open up my other side, the northern sides. Maybe open up dim windows, get a cross breeze come through. A little bit like that. Let that heat out. We talked about using the ventilation of the fireplace. These are really awesome ways of doing it. Don't cost you nothing. Learn, uh, you know, I need to do a, a show on how to learn to live in your home. You know, that's a great show. I'm going to have to try to think about it here shortly. How to live in your home. How to use it and make your home work for you instead of you work for your home. Okay, here you go, folks. Conduct a home energy audit. Now, you can get these done. You can go and get a professional. I know I'm certified to do the same thing. I just really, I, I, this is what I tell folks. I got certified in it only because I wanted to learn the concepts and learn the technology involved of energy audits and how they work. But go to your municipalities, go to your energy companies and uh, well, your electric company, your gas company or whatever company and ask them. Most of the time they're doing these energy audits for free. Once again, just to help you. So contact them, ask them about that. And they'll give you a whole list of different ideas of what's happening in your home, how you can save money. But most of them tips ain't even what we're talking about, uh, but they can help you direct you also to where you can get some grants and, and some help and some subsidies. Anything like that's helping. And you know, you might say, I'm just too proud. Well, maybe you are too proud and, and God bless you for that. But you're not just doing that. You're doing this not for the, you are doing it for the environment and you are doing it for your children's environment, your grandchildren's environment. So yeah, it's not just all about us and our pride. And if there's programs out there, take advantage of them. That's what the taxpayers are paying them for and, uh, and do whatever they got. But these energy audits, man, they're, they're gold. They don't cost nothing. How could you say no? How can you say no? How can you say, no, I'd rather give you, uh, Mr. Electric Company, an extra $100 this month and get my free audit? If that's the case, you need to say, where's my sign? Because you need a big sign for being an idiot. All right, here you go. And we talked about this a little bit here. Uh, massive, passive solar heating. We talked about the sunlight and the uh, what side of the sky. Actually, I got a lot of YouTube videos out there a ton of YouTube videos under Galloway Building Services. And uh, I've been putting in much, a lot of more of these under the av Construction Consumer Advocacy, uh, which is the one sponsoring this show today. And so, you know, this is a, it's a lot of great techniques on how to do it that you can literally watch it being done in pro process. But this is just to help put together a list of great ideas for everybody to take advantage of. And uh, hey, you know, I hope that this has really been helpful. Oh, one last tip, one last tip. So I was just, I was, I was sharing with my producer today. I'm, I'm throwing Joey under the bus here. I was talking to my producer today about the, about the, pro, the, the content of the show and he gave me a great idea. Now, I don't know if he really meant for me to share this or not, but we're going to, cause it's just too good. He said, go to your friend's house, take all your appliances that charge up on batteries, plug into your buddy's house and then visit with your buddy for a while. And then when everything's charged, just take off and you got everything charged. Save you money. We still invite Joey over anyway. We'll just watch how many appliances he brings in his pockets, his handheld computers and such. <laughs> oh, 
Well, and I just, I tease Joey. He's a great producer and we thank him very much for helping us. He's been working with us for years and a lot of the folks that's been, that's been on our show has known Joey as long as I have because he's been the producer of our show for years. Well, anyway, folks, thanks for watching our show. I hope it's been helpful. Hey, hit like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, and uh, I, you get, I, if you do that, hit the comment section. We'll get you subscribed to the Construction Consumer Advocacy where you can get coupons and, and, and uh, for different products and save money and cost-saving tips and, uh, and, and construction tips on how to do things. It'll save you. It'll put you light years ahead of everybody else. Heck, probably put you light years ahead of several of the other contractors out there hoping to know what they're doing. And, uh, hey, we'll even send you the book. You just asked for this, this book right here, How to Hire Contractors, your guide to hiring all building contractors, save you a ton of money. And it is, it's, it's, it's gold, weight and gold. Well, folks, thank you for watching our show today. God bless you. Hit like, subscribe. We appreciate your help and thank you. Sponsored by Troy Galloway and Galloway Building Services. GallowayBuildingServices.com.